I'm just gonna start rolling, and we'll just uh, we'll see what comes. Yeah, of we'll it. see what happens. We'll say this is this is this whole thing's a work in progress. Every, life is a work in progress. You're damn right. Um, that should be our that should be the <laughs> motto of our show. Life is a work in progress. <laughs> life is a work. In, <laughs> that's a really good tagline. I'm gonna have to use that. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. We just uh, created it. I'll start it off with welcome everyone to uh, AV Underground, your audio video uh learning experience uh it's kind of like it's like watching an exercise video but with a fat dude <laughs> he's losing the weight with you is really <laughs> that would be an interesting con i would watch that i would, I would definitely out. because i always get like involved in these fitness videos and it's always like some dude that's already got an eight pack yeah and he's like oh you could just do these things you can just look at me go and yeah. i'm like yeah but like i'm nowhere near your fitness level dude i yeah. can't I can't just do 5,000 burpees. You know what I would do? I think they should just make all fitness videos, like, a, a, a spinoff of The Biggest Loser. Just have, like, some oh fat God. dude, like, losing the weight with you, but then have Jillian Michaels and screaming have, at said fat dude. You have to remember when you're done losing all the weight, you have to go get a haircut so you're not hiding behind <laughs> your hair anymore. Exactly. Uh, so, welcome, everyone. The The idea here, uh, Watson and I have a lot of conversations after we're done recording his podcast, Never Made Varsity. And go check it out. we... We end up realizing that we just sit around and just shoot the shit about what it's like to be video, audio uh, creators content just starting creators. out. Content creators just starting out. Because, like, we're still really, you know, kind of lost in the dark, I guess, in a lot of aspects. We don't have this. This isn't mastered. So we figured maybe we'd have these conversations on the mic and see if other people can benefit or hop into the conversation. Maybe you got some answers we don't have. So uh, I'm going to just actually start off. I'll introduce myself and then we'll hop to you. So I'm Josh Needham. I run and operate Yeah Dude Gamers, the Podbean channel that this is on. I take part every week in uh, the This Week in Gaming podcast, which is was started by Sarah and Jeff and is mostly managed by Sarah and Jeff. And I just kind of I do the production. I'm here for it. I talk gaming. Uh, I do video content creation for our YouTube channel, uh, Yeah Dude Gamers, as well as content creation for our website, posting articles, uh, again, editing and pre uh, producing the podcast. And I do a lot of like everything that I do, everything I think and breathe is video or audio related. A lot of it doesn't get out in the world. It's just kind of like stuff that I fiddle around with and it kind of goes unknown. So it's like if you if you look publicly, I'm, I'm not doing a whole lot on my personal channel. <laughs> um, so that's, that's my background. Uh, I grew up playing video games and I wanted to bring that love of gaming to the media circuit. And here we are. Oh, so it's now, now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. You uh, can tell the people about yourself. Yeah. Well, I, I am Mark John Watson, uh, more commonly known as MJ Watson, uh, as Spider-Man's girlfriend. Yeah. No. Yeah. Pretty much actually. Uh, as Josh said, uh, I have my own podcast, the never made varsity podcast, which is a sports podcast that I came up with. Well, I've always wanted to have a radio show and kind of it's kind of like spraying into this right now is I've kind of in a weird way I didn't really know. I've always kind of wanted to be a content creator and get into creating content and just in the world we live in, it's such a content fast world. It's kind of I kind of got thrown into it. And yeah, that's kind of I got I got started with the Never Be Varsity podcast. It was first an idea that my friend Josh here kind of really got me going into it. And that's really what I'm doing now. I'm really working on getting that up and running. Well, it is up and running, but up and running smoothly. And I I do audio and video editing as well. Not as much as Josh here per se, but it's something more I'm getting into and more something I've been doing with Josh 
as far as student wise, but he's more he's more doing it on his own. Me, I'm still kind of in the learning phase of it. But yeah, I'm just a content creator like I don't want to say everyone else, but I'm a content creator like everyone else should be. I'm I try to absorb there, There's a lot of content creators out there. Just unfortunately, I feel like the area of this like the country that we live in. So I'm I'm in the Gardner, Massachusetts area for those Western that Mass aren't, represent. Aren't familiar, uh North Central Worcester County. <laughs> like <gasps> woo, woo. <laughs> Like Jim said in one of our classes, like Boston doesn't know Gardner exists. They don't want to know Gardner exists. No one wants to know that this much misery is out in the world. Uh, You'd be amazed. And then, of course, you're from Athol, the Orange. Athol area. Athol, Orange, Orange, Athol, same. They're the they, same place. They, they count as like the same town. <laughs> they really are. They're really like the way that a lot of people that aren't from Australia, New Zealand think of Australia, New Zealand. Like, yeah. oh, it's just one thing. Like, one's, I mean, they're, they're separate things, but like for sake of one's named after together. a fruit, one's named after a drug problem. It's the same thing. Like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, not the, it's not like we have a lot of creative content creators in this area. There are a few. There's a few around. A um, few good ones. Gardner's actually home to uh, the Rob Dyke. Uh, started his YouTube channel forever ago. I've been following him for a very long time, and he's done really well for himself. And he's still hanging around because, you know, like Gardner's home. But so. Not a I phrase I'd ever hear you say. No. Uh, I'd. See, because I've moved around. I was born and raised, born in Westminster, raised in Gardner, moved to Manchester. And once you get a taste for like city life, it's it's hard to, I mean, it's just weird moving to calmer, more rural places because we moved from Manchester to Winchenden. And let me tell you, that was that was something because everything that can be done in Winchenden is on a single street. (laughs) That's it. Everything beyond that is just like woods and drugs. And yeah. That's about it. Um, Western Mass, the, pretty good description. The Winchenden's favorite pastime is yelling obscenities out your car window as you're driving by people who are walking. That's about it. Uh, I forget what Gardner's was, but so it, it's weird though because moving from Man- like I like to think we lived on the better side of Manchester, and yeah. I feel like Manchester is probably not it's it's not the mecca and hub of. Uh, content creation but it's definitely better off than where i am right now location wise but that's part of why i want to start the podcast i feel like we have from the people that i've met up at the mount uh through the video course the audio course and everything i realize that there are a lot more creative people that want to get going with things in this area than i knew about yeah so i'm trying to network with everyone because i've got way too much drive (laughs) and passion for content creation and it's just i need other people to help build and direct that as well as to kind of push that off onto so and i feel like it kind of like this kind of came off the idea when we first talked about doing this podcast i i just feel like with so i don't want to say it's little but yeah it is a smaller amount of content creators in this area but i feel like that's why this podcast could be so great and so important because i feel it's a way to not only show the other content creators around here and not just the content that we create, but the content that everyone out around here creates. But like you said, a chance to network, a chance to put these people together, get these people in the same room. Because I, like you said, I didn't realize how many just creative, like just, I know it's a word you're, it's a word you're going to hear a lot in the show, creative, but I didn't realize how many just creative in so many different ways there were until, like you said, we went to our video class and there was a room, we had a room of like, what, 10 to 12 people who all have so many different things, but are all very creative and all like to make content their own certain way. And like, that's just, there's 12 of us in this area alone that are doing that. And yeah, I feel, I feel that's kind of like, I really want the main goal of this podcast to be, I, I have a few ideas for it, but I really want this to just be 
a place where we can really get some good voices on here and we can really maybe shed a, shed a few eyes on the talent in this area. Because I feel there's a lot more than, like you said, than you realize. There really is. So the the main point of, of us doing this podcast is that, you know, we're both starting out. I've been running uh, the I Do Gamers channel since the end of 2014, which seems like it's been a long time and I should be a lot more seasoned than I am. Uh, however, when I started it back in 2014, I'll give you a little bit more back history. It was uh, a friend of mine, uh, different Mark, not you, <laughs> but he was my roommate at the time. We worked together in the same place and the area of the factory we worked in, we were essentially just, it was the two of us almost solitary confinement, working on a bunch of different machines together for the entire night. And so we would just like find weird ways to entertain ourselves. We put music on. And then there was one night I was dropping some techno beats from uh, DJ Cyril. And he Mark just started dancing around in the funniest manner. And he's just he's so candid. It's great. And he started dancing around in the funniest manner. And I was like, dude, we need to start a YouTube channel because like the goofy stuff we do could i feel like people would be entertained by it and if nothing else at least it's there and we can laugh at ourselves yeah so i named the channel after something he used to say because he was always that was like his tagline was yeah dude and i was like that's what we're calling the channel that's what's happening we're doing <laughs> this we started doing video games because i was like i need to do something that's that's fun and we both were avid gamers so i was like let's just play some video games and we'll we'll see how that works so i had to look into how to find a capture card how to record gameplay I got some really crap editing software. I was using the Roxio uh, editing software that came with my Roxio capture card. Um, I don't recommend it <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, I got rid of it soon thereafter. Um, but my editing process was so terrible. I'm going to have to do a vlog about how, how I started out because it makes it pains me to think about how I used to edit. Um, but I love doing it. It would take me eight hours to edit together like a half an hour video which was, it's insane thinking back on, because now I'm like, a video shouldn't take me any longer to edit than like double the time it took to record at most. Yeah. That's if I'm adding a bunch of things and cleaning stuff and like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'll get into it more, but as far as Let's Plays go, that's my thing. But I was like, you know, I'd like to take and put a professional education behind my YouTube uh, content just for the sake of making better YouTube videos at a faster pace and being good at it. So that was when I decided I was going back to college, started up at the Mount. And then unfortunately my content production pretty much stopped because I was like, well, I can't, I don't have the time right now to do full-time school and a full-time third shift job and also run a YouTube channel. So we kind of went on a, a hiatus for a little bit and by a little bit, I mean like two and a half years. <laughs> it was closer to one and a half years yeah. because last year we started this week in gaming and we are almost at a full year now that we've been running that podcast on a weekly basis, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but so now here I am four years later, almost four years later, and we're really trying to like gain some traction and get going. And sometimes it's really discouraging when you're just starting out because you're like, I'm a nobody. Nobody knows me. And you feel like in the world of gaming and Let's Plays, like I'm sure it's the same for you in the world of sports. Podcasting, oh, yeah. That you look at the big dogs and you're like, I'm competing with these guys. Everything I do needs to be like Hollywood quality production. It needs to be like if NPR came in and ran my podcast, that's what this needs to sound like. And it really doesn't. Like I've listened to plenty of podcasts that the audio is not fantastic, but you can still hear people. And but the content is good enough to stick by. And then, you know, as time goes on, they start learning and they they get better at it. But this is a kind of a a log slash podcast of what it's like being new in the trying to get into 
media creation. Cause I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of people probably like, I don't want to say half the kids we went to school with, but I feel like there's a larger percentage than we'd like to admit of people we went to school with who have dreams and ambitions <laughs> that are not going to have the drive to stick it through yeah. and won't push forward with it. Cause I've seen a few of our friends from, from school that have gone on and are, you know, making content, whether consistently or inconsistently and, you know, put their heart and soul out into it. And other people you just stop hearing from. So. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm thinking of six names right now where I'm like, huh, I wonder what they're up to right now. <laughs> Sometimes you fall asleep in class, you get offered a, a free ride to Emerson and then you just give that up. <laughs> yeah, who But knows? hey, you know. Um, we all can't be that talented. So something I wanted to ask you as far as starting out, and I, I, it's one of those questions that this will change as time goes on and as we start getting into, you know, when you've got half a year, a year, five years under your belt of like podcast and content creation, whatever it is that you're doing is at this point in your, in your life, what do you think is holding you back? Um, Ooh, that's a good one for me. It's, it's the fickle beast that is motivation. It's, and it's one of those things because I don't want to say that I'm not a motivated person because I've, I've kind of prided my whole life it's one of those things like I've kind of prided my whole life on like you can't get you can't do anything in this world if you don't get out of bed first. Like it's kind of like that's all, true. Like it's kind of like you, it's kind of always been my thing. If you don't get out of that bed and do something like you're not getting anything done, you're not getting your breakfast done, let alone going to make money. So like my whole that's kind of always been my thing. I've always kind of been like get up every day is a new day. Get up, go do something with your day. However, with content creation. It, I feel it has to do with like something like you said, being a nobody can be very discouraging because the whole your whole point of like especially something like I'm doing like a sports podcast. I want people to listen to it because I want them to hear my opinions on sports and I want to interact with their opinions on sports. But when you're a nobody and that isn't happening, it, it's discouraging and it makes you 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 ask you you some you we've had this discussion before but you have those days where you just wake up some days and you're like I don't need to record this podcast today or I don't need to do That's this definitely day. the hardest thing when you're starting a podcast yeah. cuz I remember having that when we started this week in gaming um we had a lot of doubt and a lot of like uncertainty because I've been the type going through high school that I was experimenting with everything so I was like, I would change religions on the weekly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and don't be those. I spent a year studying amongst Jehovah's Witnesses. I spent almost a year completely vegan, and I I did a bunch of different things going through high school. And people, unfortunately, because of that, they began to know me as like that fickle kid that like, oh yeah, here's the next fad. This is this will burn out pretty quick. Yeah. And when you get that kind of reputation, it and people start to know that about you. Trying to become a content creator where you're like, I'm going to start up a series. I'm going to start a podcast. They're like, yeah, that's going to last, what, like a couple weeks before you're like, yeah, maybe not. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned about that. But it, it was a weird – I have this strange consciousness going on in my head where like I'm very out, externally aware of the things that I do and how stupid they are. And then I have like my general base instincts of like just things that I do anyway even though I know they're stupid. Yep. So I was really concerned that where that battle was going to lead me. But because I started it with Sarah and Jeff and – the first few weeks were critical because we all kind of came down here week two and we were like, what do we talk about? So like Sarah really started stepping into the uh, organizing all the show notes and making sure we know what we're talking about rather than just like going through Reddit and finding whatever is the top of the gaming news subreddit. And, but once you get past like your first couple months, 
if you're doing a weekly podcast. I'm sure it's less time than that if you're doing something on the daily. But it it takes time. It takes time to form it into a habit. Now it's not something I even think about. It's just this week in gaming. It's something we do every single week. And to me, it's kind of like that's my new nothing, quote unquote. Uh, It's like I had seen an article about getting in shape and like motivating yourself to work out. And it was like, you have to change what your nothing is. They're like, make nothing, like doing nothing in your day is 10 push-ups. Yep. Like it sound, it's so small. It's such a minute change, but it's 10 more push-ups than you did the other day. And that'll be 70 more push-ups this week than you did last week. It's like, it accumulates. And that's one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is like time moves on with or without you. And I'm thinking about that both in like my health and my content creation and everything else. I'm like, you know, if I started doing 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups a day last year, and I did that every day up until now. I'd be at a very different place from where I'm at. Uh, it's kind of that whole like inspirational quote of every a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And I mean, we all kind of want to be there almost instantly. We all want the instant gratification. And it's difficult, I think, in the world that we live in where we have instant gratification on just about every platform. You know, you want to find a video about something, you go look it up. You want to watch a movie and you can find it on either Hulu, Netflix or Amazon Prime Video whether you have to pay a few dollars to rent it or whether it's free, like you can find whatever you want to find almost instantly. So with, in a world of instant gratification, I feel like it's, it's harder and harder to push yourself through the thick of trying to start anything in the world of content creation. And that's, that's true, whether it's like video, audio, um, art, because I do have a buddy mm-hmm. of mine I'd like to have on here eventually that does artwork for the internet's I have a couple friends actually that are doing that. One of them yeah, is doing as well. like <laughs> his own webcomic and that's been getting really big. He's got a lot of followers now. And yeah, so I think the my the biggest thing that used to hold me back is just feeling like not wanting to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the the aversion right now, I think the biggest thing holding me back is that when I think of a new project I want to do whether it's a vlog or a podcast I want to put together or something, I'm like I realize in my head that, hey, you're just starting out. This is your first episode. This is your first uh, video, your first podcast, whatever, for this series. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's always easier to steer a car that's in motion. So it's easier to make changes as you go rather than to try and make it perfect off the bat. And that's the biggest thing that's been holding me back. Even though I know that, I still like, oh, I want to make a video about this. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I got to get all this super sweet B-roll and it's got to be like all crispy high def. I've got to color correct everything. It better look like a Hollywood film. I want this to blow people away. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, really, that's not, I know that that's not the main like reason for making anything. And that's not what's going to draw people in. That's something I need to develop over time. But even knowing that for some reason, it's still holding me back. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of just trying to push through it and stop being awkward. Yeah. And like, well, let me, I want to ask you something going off on that because it's like, I feel it just, it just tying into the whole, like, like I said, motivation is so fickle that something you said to me before, you can't rely on it. You can't. It's the difference between motivation and discipline. Exactly. And you've got to find that line, which is like, I feel that's kind of the hardest thing between starting out because like, like you just said that. You, you've gone through your thing now where like just doing the podcast or doing, yeah, dude, it's just like, it's just, it's part of your, it's part of your routine now. Let me ask you this then. Is it, as it's part of your routine, do you feel you're still like as passionate about it as you were when you first started? Absolutely. Okay. Is that, see, that's the key. That's the thing that I was also worried about is I've had uh, a lot of people that I've worked with when I was working at the factory and just people in my life in general that have, it's been a small handful, but it's kind of like that whole, 
you know, one negative comment outweighs a thousand compliments. And it's one of those things that you start hearing it from other people like, oh, don't bother trying to pursue your dreams because you're just going to hate what you do. Like, don't make what you love into a job because then you'll start to hate it. Yeah, exactly. And everything that I have done as far as video production and making the podcast and putting everything together has been stressful, but not the kind of stressful that like, you know, working every single night overnight shifts at a factory making not great money and hating what I do. It's not at that point. I really love what I do because, and it gives me the freedom and ability to go in and kind of, you know, if I want to, if we said, Hey, we want to add a new segment to this weekend gaming. Like I'm like, heck yeah, we can figure out how to do that. We can figure out how to make those little like audio cues of like, it's mail time (laughs) and like drop into that. And there's so much freedom with it that it's both, it's both really stressful and really liberating. Because on the one hand, like sky's the limit. And that's when my brain starts thinking like this needs to be NPR quality. This needs to be like super buttery everything. It needs to be cinematic gold. And, you know, knowing that it doesn't have to be in order to get out there. You know, I could pick up my cell phone, go outside and like just record me talking to the camera for a few minutes, edit out the boring bits, toss that up on YouTube. You've got a vlog. And like that's what I'm trying to do now. Because I feel like vlogging is weird because I feel like there's a certain, <laughs> really is. there is a certain level of narcissism that has to go into it. Yeah. Whether you want to admit it or not, because you kind of have to have that in the back of your head. Like this is my life and it's worth sharing with others. But it's also weird because uh, we had our one of our classes we had with Jim. I don't know if you were in this class or not. He had mentioned the factories in Massachusetts and how he's like, if you go over and you take a trip to Ireland. He's talked about this. In a and. Time. You get off the plane and you're you're going like traveling around Ireland and there's castles everywhere and you're from I New England. Exactly you're, it's you're like you're about. It, it blows your mind. You're like there's castles everywhere and they're like oh my god look at that and people that are native to Ireland are like yeah it's a castle they're everywhere like it's not that exciting and we're kind of the same way in this in the state of Massachusetts with like our old factory buildings because there's a lot of old like tactile mills and whatnot that are in the area even just in Gardner we've got the Haywood Wakefield building. Uh, we've got like a bunch of furniture uh, manufacturers because it's it's Chair City. We were known for furniture back in the day. Got that big ass chair and in front of the elementary yeah, we've school. Got the, I live down the street from the largest chair in the country. Yeah. And I don't find that interesting because I've lived around it for so long. Like you grow up here, you start to learn things. And because of like the negative interactions you have, you start to kind of identify, you know, I've, I've seen one too many people Narcan in the bathroom of Mr. Mike's. Okay. <laughs> like... I've seen too many of the drunkies and like junkies and drunks that come through our drive through. And when I was working at Dunkin Donuts and it's like you start to profile that with the town and it's, it becomes really hard to see anything interesting. But then you realize like if I put a vlog out about the giant chair down the street, which I may end up doing later today, I know, <laughs> that like some people are going to find that interesting. People not from this area are going to find that interesting. I'm like, oh, hey, there's this little town out in you know, North central nowhere, Massachusetts, that there's a giant chair out there. And these are some of the things that go on in that area. And, you know, maybe people that live out in the big city that all, all we have is like concrete and tall buildings. But like, to me, that's super interesting. I see shots of Boston or New York and I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much here. I think, you know, it's like, this is, this is kind of like sort of off topic, but not really the session we've had this for. But like I said, I feel like Western Mass is a weirdly, in a weird way, kind of an area that's been untapped as far as like content wise. Like, I feel like 
there could be there could be something special out here if someone were to do it like were to really channel like the the sarcastic negative energy of the area oh i've done that yeah it, it generates some hate i'll tell you that but at the <laughs> same time like people are that's the weird thing to me okay is running yeah dude for the four years i've been you know doing video content here and there and i put out a ton of let's plays Let's be honest, the, the internet is full of Let's Plays. It's a lot of trying to develop your personality and your commentary around it is what makes it fun. For me, it's a lot of just trying to um, cut my teeth on editing because I've realized in recent weeks even that the way that I've been editing my videos is I started doing edits the same way my brain operates because I'm starting to think of like, well, I've been doing this forever, just trying to be like super interesting and have neat stuff to say about the game and taking myself way too seriously. And so I started just not taking myself as seriously and throwing random references into my edits, because that's, as you know, from having class with me, that's just how my brain works <laughs> is yep. I can pull references, obscure references out of nowhere and just Seemingly toss them all over the place. The and that usually like. <laughs> It makes the connection and people get a kick out of it. It's so I started little, editing that way. It's a little too fast. It's a little uncanny how fast it's, you can pull references <laughs> out of your ass. It's a little scary. It's great. I've got a fantastic memory for everything and most things. I'm not great with people's names, but like as far as random obscure content. And so I started tossing that into my work. But I've been doing gaming content for a long time on the Yad Dude channel. And there was one day I went to go and walk the dog. And uh, one of our neighbors had decided that despite only being about 100 feet from the dumpster, the front lawn was the best place for the trash bags in the meantime. And I was like, what is this place? And it was a really weird juxtaposition because it was on one side of the stairs. The other side of the stairs was one of our neighbors that takes really good care of how the exterior of her apartment looks. And so like one side looks pristine, the other side's got two trash bags on it. And I'm like, what is going on? So I, I came inside, I grabbed my camera, and I was like, no, I'm making a thing about this. I wrote up a really quick script, and in less than a couple hours, I put together a Gardner Commons commercial, <laughs> which is still up on YouTube if anyone is interested. <laughs> um, it generated 800 views in a matter of a couple days. Jeez. Now, the highest viewed video I've had on our channel has been around 300, and it's been on there for, like, years. This was the fastest... Uh, viewed video I had ever created and it was about a shitty apartment building in Gardner and but I think a lot of it is that people in Gardner relate to it people outside of Gardner are laughing about like how stupid and just disgusting Gardner can be yeah and I started getting people coming through the drive-thru at Duncan's and I take their order and they're like oh my god are you the guy that did the Gardner Commons video and I'm like yeah and they're like that was so funny uh, but one person definitely did not like it. I got my first YouTube hate, which is really how you know you're doing things right. <laughs> exactly. And I'm pretty sure it was that neighbor with the trash out the window. Because I was like, that's the only person I could ever possibly think that like this was directed at them. Yeah. But it was more intended to be in general, which is why like I didn't mention names or apartment numbers or anything. I was like, I want to keep this as non-personal as possible. But at the same time, like you've made it very yeah, easy for me. At the same time. Um, but... Yeah, so that's tying back into how, you know, some things that you just kind of throw your sarcasm onto that have to do with something that you think no one's interested in. And then all of a yeah. sudden everyone's interested. And I feel that's some, that is an important thing because – oh, I should get closer. I feel that is an important thing because I'm kind of – that's – as some me and you are in two different stages as far as like 
st- where we are in our content thing. Like I am very much, we're still very much at the start of my whole thing. Like, like you said, the whole, it's better to, it's easier to steer your car already in motion. That's very much the situation I'm in with my podcast. I started maybe, I think two months ago now. Is it? I think so. Almost three months. It's, almost three months. It's been months. 10 weeks because yeah. we, are, we just got done with episode 10. So yeah, but I'm still very much in the whole, I think today I just came up with how I'm going to be going with my show as a format going forward. But that's my whole thing is I feel, oh man, I've already lost my thought. Damn it. I lost my thought. Oh, Josh. Well, no. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing too, is like you start to get down on yourself a little bit because I mean, we're 48 episodes into this week in gaming now. So we're, like I said, nearing on a year of doing this every single week. And I mean, not all of us. I've been there for every episode because I I record and produce it. Um, But we've had weeks where like Jeff or Sarah were really sick and, you know, they couldn't be here for it. But Sarah had still put the notes together if she couldn't show up or what have you. And so we've had guests on to cover like I if necessary, I could potentially do it by myself. It wouldn't be nearly as fun and entertaining, but uh, I could do it. And I would if I had to, to keep it going. But you start to feel like if I wanted to make a change to the format now, there's that little part of me that's going to be like, dude, you sh- you shouldn't be making changes 48 episodes in. Like you should have thought of this 40 episodes ago. Yeah. And you're going to get that. I'm going to tell you right now going forward where you're like, oh, man, should I change the format? No, nah, because then people are just going to think that I'm going to change the format every week. Yeah. And like, no, just do it. Just it, do it. Exactly. And it's either going to work for you. It's not going to work for you. And. I feel I uh, just have my thought come back and it, it ties into what we were just like what you were saying earlier with the whole bringing your personality into thing. That's kind of been my biggest struggle with the podcast, which like I've kind of always been like someone who likes to entertain. Like it's kind of just always kind of been my thing. I try to be an entertaining person at all times in a weird way, but that was kind of the hardest thing for me to do when I realized when I, after recorded like the first like two or three episodes, I was like, wow, I'm not letting my personality really show through, which I don't even really think I'm doing now. But like that, like it's one, it is a thing that you kind of, you, being content creators, like you said, you want everything you get, you have this thought that like everything needs to be perfect because no one's going to watch it if it's not perfect. But at the same time, you need to get out of that head and have that little bit have the little bit of let's just go in there and see what happens kind of thing because that's where you get your personality out and that's what that's what you need to find because that's what I feel you need to shape especially like because with the content world like everyone's so similar like you said there's thousands of let's plays out there there's thousands of sports podcasts out there the only thing that you have different for sure different than everybody else is your personality so that's kind of like something I've been struggling with too how do you find that personality really and also, like, I think a lot of it really is that you you already have your personality. You know who you are. Exactly. And it's weird, though, because like we had discussed in one of my media classes that the existence of the profilmic and profilmic, for those that aren't aware, is the change in behavior people get when they're suddenly on camera because you'll be behaving one way. And then as soon as there's a camera present, people change their behavior, whether you know it or not. And it's really hard to overcome. And that's what a lot of what I've been realizing with both with podcasting and with vlogging is with vlogging especially i've gotten used to the podcasting thing at this point where i'll just sit down i'll talk and i'm i'm fine with just being me and talking on mic but when it comes to video i'm like oh my god i need to i need to straighten up my my top button's not buttoned everyone's gonna notice i've got like tensions and it's it's gonna be really like everyone's gonna make fun of me and it's gonna be terrible and i'm like yeah but at the same time like i don't think about these things in my daily life 
Like that's not what builds me as a person. That's not my personality. You know, my personality is like being out there a ridiculous, being able to make fun of myself and making really snappy, quick remarks and questions or um, connections as well. So like, I'm like, I just need to let that through, but it's still a struggle. Even when you know it, like the pro filmic exists, getting through that when it comes to either recording your podcast or being on camera. So I think it'll just, it's one of those things that's going to click in time. Yeah. Your first few episodes are super awkward because again, you're expecting like NPR quality or like WGBH. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a official radio host and it's like you, you get to the point where you can talk. I don't have to cut silences out now of our mm-hmm. podcast, which is great. <laughs> Cause all of us have gotten really used to just like letting loose and talk about whatever we reference this, that, and you know, we don't worry about it. Yeah. I think worrying about it holds a lot of people back. It's still, in some sense, holding me back that, you know, I'm on camera and I'm not really being myself because I'm like, oh, what if, what if somebody makes fun of me? I'm like, D- does it really matter? <laughs> it really does. It was kind of one of those things. Like, I don't know if you watch Kung Fu, the series with David Carradine. I have not, no. I have all three seasons. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's an amazing show. Uh, but one of the things that, like, it's got so many great lessons in it. And one of the ones that has really stuck to me, because I haven't watched the show in forever, even though I own it. But was uh, young Kwai Chan Kane was doing something and other kids were laughing at him. And so he went and he talked to his his teacher and he was like, why are these kids laughing at me? And he was like, you should be happy. You brought them laughter. And he was like, yeah, but they're laughing at me, not with me. Like, we're not we're not in this together. And he's like, does it really matter if you made them laugh? And (laughs) in a lot of ways, I'm like, you know. (laughs) <laughs> that's so true it's <laughs> i guess yeah so as long as other people are having a great time like i don't really have to take it to heart yeah but yeah so that's I, I, that's my my rant on things that are holding me back this week yeah well i feel i feel you know i mean we're still brainstorming everything but i feel i think it, it would be good if we did an episode where like we talked to like like we're doing a lot of it now but like we really do run through like all the different things that hold you back mentally because i feel like i feel it's really just i it's it's hard to get held back physically with content so oh yeah so things are so easy now yeah and it's so much more open and i was actually i'll show you a video after this that uh, i was watching earlier i'll link it in the description below of a a guy that i just found today and he did a video of vlogging in the past (laughs) where he's like people content creators like what is keeping you from doing what you want to be doing and when we like to give ourselves the excuse that it's the technology he's like but just to prove that the technology is not what's holding you back he put together a rig using only equipment from the late 80s (laughs) so he had like a stroller rigged up with a vhs camcorder connected to like a boom mic and a small TV monitor. Jesus. Like a vlogging setup made of stuff from the Sounds it's better really than good. camera equipment at the school. It's really good. And he's talking about how it, how hard it is to lug all that around. And he's like, you know, it it's good. Check it out. But also really inspirational. But I definitely think that there's a certain level of if there's one thing that I learned from uh, one of our favorite students in Jim's <laughs> class is that there's a certain level of blind um ambition i don't know if that's really what i'm going for almost like being full of yourself for no good reason yeah i don't really know how to put that but having that attitude of like i can do whatever i want to do and i'm going to do whatever i want to do is really what drives people to become good because if you're like yeah but i'm not really like i don't i don't do this professionally i don't make like 
I don't make indie films. I was never to school for indie films. So like, I'm not going to do that because I'm not, that's not for me. You were going full bro then, voice there. And I yeah. That's, well, that's like, that's my brain and how it talks sometimes. <laughs> that's my brain whenever it's saying something stupid. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, but if someone who has never done something before, like I've never picked up a camera before, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to, I'm going to put a video together of my buddy doing some skateboard tricks and like the angles are all wrong it's not color corrected it's overexposed and the focus is out but i come in and i edit it together in a terrible way i put it to music but it's offbeat i upload that to youtube and then i share the dickens out of it like it's the best thing i've ever made like i just shat a gold nugget i'm gonna put that out on like facebook and twitter and everywhere and you push it people will still receive it and be like oh i mean it's not it's not great but he's trying. Yeah. So I think that that plays a lot into it too. I, I have weird moments in my head sometimes. Like, like I was saying, Rob Dyke lives here in Gardner and I've been a fan of his for a long time. He's part of what inspired me to get going on, you know, trying to be, do content to creation in the first place. And when I was working at dunks, he would come into Mr. Mike's and I didn't talk to him. I was like, I'm not even going to say hello because I was like that. I feel like that would be awkward. I overthought my whole process and I was like, that'd be really awkward. Like if I was Rob Dyke and I'm like, you know, multi-million followers on YouTube and I've made a living for myself making content, I don't want some schmuck at Dunkin' Donuts being like, oh my God, it's Rob Dyke. You inspired me to do things. And like, okay, dude, then why are you working at Dunkin' Donuts? Like, why are you wasting your life? So, you know, I just, I don't bother saying hello. I finally said hi to him like a few, like last week, I think he popped in for a uh, pick up some cigarettes and I was like hey it's Rob, it's the Rob Dyke and he was like yep that's me and you know I was like I don't want to be one of those obsessive fans it's like oh my god take a selfie with me can I have your autograph what let me drop an interview on you in the middle of a store <laughs> yeah so I was just like hey uh you know I like your content I feel like that's that's more of my my thing right now yeah is spreading positivity so I'll like if I like a YouTube video I'll comment on it and be like hey man great video it's awesome because really like if you're worried about being made fun of, just go drop some positivity on other people's stuff. I'll tell you that right now. Because, yeah. like, what are people like, oh, why are you being nice to this guy? He sucks. Like, sorry? Why are you on this video again? Yeah. Like, well, my, my thing, I'm one of those people that, like, I feel it's one of those things, like, whether or not you read the comments, it's more of a personal decision for you. Because I see how some people that can just, like, seeing those negative comments can really ruin some people. For me, I'm a person that... I find negative comments hilarious because I'm just naturally a very sarcastic person. So like sometimes I see stuff and I'm just like, wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is that is really funny. But like for me, when I'm doing that, the reason I don't ever get turned that doesn't become from me being finding that funny to me being like really upset is because I see that one positive comment and it's just like that's all you need. Like that that is all I need right there. Once I see that one, like you like once I see that one, the the rest of them all to me are nothing. They're rubbish. Well, I don't want to say that, but they're to me, it's just they're whatever at that point. Like you got if it's not constructive and it's just criticism, then yeah. I can't take you seriously. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those kind of things like I have to have I have to respect you for your opinion to mean anything to me. And I've had both, you know, like teachers and peers and friends that have offered constructive criticism. And I, I pride myself on being pretty good at taking, you know, constructive criticism and regardless of how it's delivered, if I can make it constructive, I will. Uh, but it's when people are like, this video sucks and that's it. Yeah. Like you have given me nothing to work with. Like, why does this video suck? Did I, is it just not your style? Have I done something to offend you? <laughs> like, and my, I, I love to say like my first language is sarcasm. Yeah. 
And now my first language is puns. We talked talk about this last <laughs> night. My first language is puns. My second language is sarcasm. Third language is English. So there's the way that people handle hate, especially on YouTube, especially on YouTube, because it's almost like the gatekeepers of YouTube where you get the <laughs> negative people that hop in there. And if you can't survive their onslaught of like, go kill yourself, then you're not meant to be here. Yeah. Um, I, I guess like. I, I wish that wasn't a thing, but like the one negative comment that I got was it was a very personal attack, which is how I know it's potentially like the people that I was that threw the trash out their window. Yeah, it's like because it was like, you're so, you're so fat, you can't even walk. You work at Dunkin Donuts, but we're all trash. And I was like, OK, I've got a couple options here. Like <laughs> I can argue with them. <laughs> no, I don't have time for that. So I just Party like I just commented did. with I'm glad you enjoyed it. More coming. <laughs> Straight sarcasm. Yeah. And then I've got a buddy that I work with that does Fortnite and video gaming um, videos in Spanish. So he's got a totally different demographic. And there was a video that he produced about a year ago that got a negative comment on it recently. And this guy was like, your format's terrible. Why is your camera in this area? Like just tearing him apart. Yeah. And so he commented back and he was like, I put this video out like a year ago and I was experimenting with my format. But it's good to know that I didn't continue doing what it is that's upset you. I'm sorry that it's upset you, but I've changed my format since then. Yeah. And this dude all like this dude ended up subscribing to him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't realize the date on the video. I just checked out some of your recent shit. It's really good, man. You've made a sub out of me. And I was turning haters into subscribers. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's a, the other manner of doing that's it. That's a goal but, of mine. But like, I don't I don't want to I don't want to give like props to like those gatekeepers of youtube you're talking about yeah no like you shouldn't be there but at the same time like i feel, i wonder if that's what they feel that they're doing uh, is like we're rooting out well, the week like maybe don't though well here's yeah here's my thing and it, it has to do with sports too a lot where it's one of the things you see a lot of where like an athlete will sign with a new team or they'll get traded from a team or they'll say something about a team and then you go to that athlete's instagram page and all of a sudden fans are or ripping him apart on his Instagram. Like, it'll be a picture of, like, him with his family, and then these people are saying comments like, oh, what a hideous family, or things like that. And, like, it's not even just athletes. Like, it happens to reporters all the time. And then you have you have reporters and athletes come out like, wow, real cool, this fan base, to come attack me like this. And, like, my whole thing with it is when you're going on the Internet, you have to understand that it's, like, a dangerous place. <laughs> so, like, you kind of – when that stuff happens, I kind of don't ever be like, oh, boo-hoo. I'm kind of like, you're on the internet. Like, what would you expect? So, But, like, you're so right in the sense that, like, we need more of this whole, like, no, please, we want people to come here. But, like – there, there are, there's the, there's those gate, there's going to be those gatekeepers of the internet everywhere, I feel. And that's just, I feel it's just part of one of those things as far as content creating that you need to know about and that you just need to get over. I just feel that's, I feel that's always going to be a thing. It's I, still like going into it, knowing about it, like going into it, knowing that my goal is my quote unquote, like my mental goal was like, when I start receiving hate on YouTube, that's when I know I've done something right because it's garnering the attention of people who don't like my videos, but yeah. they're still going to validate themselves by commenting. And even knowing that that was coming when that f comment first came up, my instinctual reaction was like, no, you're wrong. Let me explain why they're wrong. I, I got to argue with this person. Yeah. And after like two seconds of logical thinking, I'm like, no, there's really no sense. Yeah. Like, you don't know enough about me for your insult to be valid, unfortunately. Yeah. But you gotta I actually had thought to myself what it would be great as a content creator and just as a mental exercise would be to, you know – put a little short description of like some of my goals and aspirations 
and then post a picture of myself with that short description onto the roast me subreddit because people there get real creative and i didn't know that's where you were going with this oh that's definitely where i, I was like i want to take a decent quality picture though with holding the roast me sign and then give that description because i would love to take whatever the top comment is and frame the picture with that comment in like a little brass um plaque underneath it or something so it's like really nice picture and then this the best that reddit can do as far as like tearing me apart because then looking at that that is the most hurtful thing that a total stranger can say about me without knowing me personally and so I guess that's just kind of like prepping for like there's nothing anyone really on YouTube can say at that point that's yeah, worse than this. That is a genius idea. It's it's curated, <laughs> cultivated negativity. Yeah. When you go on the road, I never thought about doing that, but yeah, I feel like that's that would be my advice to someone if like you if you if you need to just get the experience, get it all out, the the absolute worst experience of people hating you. Yeah, go to the Reddit. Go to just Reddit in general. Like not even just roast me. Just go to Reddit in general. If you want to <laughs> if you want to if you want to feel like a stupid idiot. It's an amazing and terrible place. At the same it time. really it's is. So good. It's the internet. It, but it, it, it yeah. So so much good to the internet. You gotta you gotta sweep through the bad minefield that it. That's I guess la- last subject I want to cover for our uh, pilot episode here is. As someone who's just starting out, obviously, we we both went to school for film and video production. Uh, we both took classes with Jim. We, the legendary Jim. We both went through our, our – go. I don't, are you still there? Uh, right no, now? not this semester. Okay. I, I do have one more semester, but it's only, okay. one, it's only one class. Um, do you still have audio to take or you already took audio? Yeah, audio. Okay, so we've, we've both gone too. through the audio part, the yeah. video part. Um, so we've had some lessons from professors. But when it comes to your dreams and aspirations as far as like sports casting and that kind of stuff, who are some of the people that you look to as a guide, whether it's like famous people or people in your life? Like, who is there someone that you watch on YouTube or you watch on TV or what have you that you're like, this is the person that I'm kind of trying to emulate or that I learn things from or that I get ideas from? Um. Yeah, actually, but it's not it's not me- not necessarily in the sense I try and emulate them. But with sports, especially sports content, it you you can digest it in multiple different ways. And that's kind of what I like to do is I have my two I have two sides of the spectrum when I go listen to my own sports thing. So number 1 for me is I like to listen. I'm not a big like local radio guy. I'm more of a national media sports guy because people there, like, it's not about screaming at each other and yelling each other's heads off like local radio is. It's actually, like, it's natural discussion. It's actual discussion about sports, which there needs to be a place for that, but I can also see why that's boring. And whereas that's why I also make sure I fill out my other side of the spectrum with people like Barstool Sports. And, like, I will never say that I'm a big, like, stoolie. Like, I'll not, like, I don't follow Barstool Sports fully, but I follow enough of their stuff because you can learn a lot from them on how to be different and how to get people to... Because they're, they're very just focused on their audience. They know their audience, but the way they do... Con- the way they're willing to do content without... This, they're kind of sort of the last group of people that are just willing to do content without being afraid of anyone, especially, like, of what anyone says about them, what anyone thinks about them. And I think there needs to be a line of that. And that's kind of like... I don't really have anyone – there's a lot of people on both of those that work for both, like, sides that I follow. But there's no one specifically I emulate. For me, it's more of 
I need to, I want to immerse myself in both sides because I want to be a well-rounded individual because I feel that's just where the sports world's going. It's, they're not looking for the dude who can scream at one guy. They're looking for the dude who's versatile enough to go scream at one dude, have a discussion with a, a local big name reporter, and then go grab a microphone, go do a sideline reporter with some drunk idiots at a college. Like, I'm like, that's kind of my whole thing is I'm just trying to be well-rounded and versatile. That's always what I'm looking for. I don't really have anyone specific that I emulate, I would say. That's fair. For me, I, I look at a lot of, um, despite the fact that a lot of my production is Let's Plays, I don't honestly watch a lot of Let's Plays, because I partially because I don't want to be influenced by it. Uh, like I said before we started this episode, like if I ever become one of those like overly obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious people, <laughs> please slap me. Yeah, because that's just not that's not me. I'm also not as monotone as I come off on some of my vlogging stuff, but that's going to be overcome with time. I feel like everyone kind of you know builds a character a little bit for yeah. on, like an on camera personality, but I don't. I want mine to be close enough to myself that. You know, I'm not out there being crazy. Yeah. But some of the people that I look to as far as content goes, my biggest right now, Peter McKinnon. Uh, he's my favorite vlogger because he does some of the most cinematic B-roll and vlogging that I've ever seen on YouTube since Casey Neistat. Neistat's another one. Uh, and it's it's awkward for me a little bit with both of them because they've both had, you know, sit down chats where they really explain the creative process and kind of that same thought of, you need to start somewhere and then, you know, work up from there. It's not about the quality. It's about the content. And I I know they're both firm believers in that. It's just, it's weird for me because in my head, like they're both at a point of being very, very good at what they do. So it's easier for them to say that it, it feels like it's, yeah, it feels like it's easier for them to say that I would love at some point to get someone like, uh, like Rob Dyke or anyone who's got some like real experience in being a big content creator, whether it's on YouTube or what have you, um, that we can get in here and talk about, you know, how much of these fears, insecurities, and questioning and everything, how much of that actually goes away and how much of it is just like, this is your daily struggle, dude, like get used to it. Because personally, I feel like during the month of February, I turned out of one video every single day for Yeah Dude. Uh, it, was, it was all Let's Plays, granted, but every single day at 10 a.m. was a new video. Sunday through Saturday, seven days a week, 28 days out of the month. So the entire month of February was one thing a day. And it was really like it was a lot to do to keep up with. But at the same time, I needed to prove to myself that I could be the workhorse I needed to be to put out that content on that kind of a consistent basis. And like I even doing that, I didn't feel like it was enough. And I feel like that's one of those things like the difference between satisfied and complacent <laughs> Where I don't think my content, no matter how good it gets, no matter if I get up to a level of Peter McKinnon, um, it's it's just never going to be in my own head. I'm always going to have a million miles left to walk. Yeah. You know, there's always something new, which is it's a double edged sword because you can beat yourself up feeling like I'm not good enough. Or you can, you know, a lot of it's just taking the time to realize, hey, you know, I, I have to often sit down and think back to where I came from and be like, you know what I was doing four years ago? I was working night shift in a factory at a job I hated, being stressed out and had no idea where I was going with my life. Compared to like today where uh, I'm doing a paid internship, doing video production like 20 minutes outside of Boston, as well as running running a podcast, helping with a podcast, making video content for my gaming channel, as well as my personal 
YouTube. Like I'm doing a lot more now, but it's still far from where I want yeah. to be. I don't think I'm ever honestly going to reach a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? This is this is it. I don't need to improve anymore because you're always going to want to improve. You're always going to want to make it better. You're always going to want to like push the boundaries and in, into what hasn't been done before. Yeah. And but at the same time, kind of balancing out, realizing like I'm pretty happy with where how far I've come. But I know I still have a lot more to go. I have going off what you're saying. I don't want to like sound like the generation of content creators before us weren't like this. But I feel that's where like our generation and like I don't even know if me and you are in the same generation to be honest. But like, um, like our like our kind of like group of like our age group of content creators versus like uh, the the previous ones before us. I feel that's kind of the difference. Whereas I feel like a lot of them, because of the technology was like at a point then where like it only could go so far. A lot of that's what a lot of them did is they got to this point where, okay, I'm at a point. I don't need to improve anymore. I am a video editor for this company or I'm a, I'm an audio, I'm a field audio guy for this company. I don't need to improve anymore. I got my job. I'm set. And I feel that's kind of the main difference with us is like, I feel every person I talk to, like my age, who's doing content like this, they're never just like, oh, I want to just get to this point in so I can do this. They're always like, I want to get to this point so that I can eventually get better enough to do this, then I can do this, then I can do, like, like you said, there's always, no one's satisfied. And like, I'm even the same way. Like I'm, I'm taking a much slower edge to it, but I'm the same way. Like I, I don't think I'm ever going to get to like, no matter if I'm on ESPN with my own show hosting my own show, talking about sports. Like even then I'm going to be sitting there thinking, how can I be better? What, at what more can I do? Yeah. What more can I do to be better at my job? And like, how can I be a better content creator and a better, better entertainer, a better MC, a better whatever. And like, I feel like, I feel it's something like I find interesting is that I feel like a lot of us all have that whole like breakneck. Let's just get better and better and better. Never the whole, okay, let's get to a point and then we're good. We're set. Well, it's, it's never the final heist, you know? <sighs> oh, what are we at for the podcast? Uh, we are actually almost at an hour mark. Jesus Christ. Um, I like that multiple entendre I had. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think getting into it for the right reasons, too, is, is another big thing yeah. that roots out. Um, when I hate to keep bringing up Rob Dyke, but he mentioned something on Twitter as soon as the new stuff for YouTube hit that... You know, if YouTube's new um, partnership requirements makes you not want to be a part of YouTube anymore, you're probably not in content creation for the right reasons. And I mean, I'm paraphrasing a yeah. lot because he had a really lengthy, like a longer explanation, but I, that's that could be a podcast in itself. But, you know, I'm getting into this. I started editing videos just because I liked doing it. I went back to school because it was something I liked to do. I didn't go back to college with the intent of like, I'm going to go through college for film. I'm going to move out to California. I'm going to work on big budget blockbuster movies. I'm going to make the next big thing. It was just like, I want to make better content, period. Yeah. And that's still where I'm at, both with my personal channel and with my uh, with the Yeah Dude branded channel and with my podcast content is I want to make better content for the sake of making better content. The only reason for me that uh, any sort of a following or I guess money would come into it at any point is really that I would like to have the time to spend more time making better content and creating things yeah. than, you know, having to go to a day job and work doing whatever. If it's especially if it's something that doesn't drive you, yeah, then that's that's really the only reason. If I didn't this is a thing when people ask like, oh, if you could do one if you got 
money was not an object. You were set for life and you could do anything in the world. What would you do? Like this would be it. I would I would be doing exactly what I'm no. doing right now, making podcasts, making videos, trying to inspire new creators because people feel like the market is oversaturated, but I feel like there, it's, it's never be it can never be oversaturated. There's so many different personalities and like I can take pieces of editing advice from 55 different people and kind of pull that all together and you're going to generate an entirely new style out of it. You know, I follow a lot of different people on YouTube for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And I pull a little bit from each of them. It's kind of that 25, 20% rule that you emulate the five people you spend the most time around. So, and I feel like your content kind of gets emulated by the people that you expose yourself to. So, you know, like the way that Casey Neistat runs a vlog is different from the way Peter McKinnon runs a vlog is different from the way uh, travel feels runs a vlog. It's, but it's all really, really good content, but yeah. So for me, it's it's a lot of those kind of people that are doing vlogging that I'm looking to for both inspiration and advice. Yeah. Because they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm a firm believer in if you have a good, it doesn't matter how many people are out there. Is I'm a firm believer if you have good content, someone will find you at some point. And like my whole other thing with that is like, like you said, like people are worried that the market's getting oversaturated. But my whole thing is if it gets oversaturated and there's so many different personalities out there, what I hope happens is that there's more collaboration. Cause I just think, I kind of feel like there's not enough collaboration. I really like with collaboration so is the greatest thing I know. And there's just not enough of it with how much content creators are out there and how much content's being made. See, that's really why, um, I like this time last year and you know, this time last semester, um, during the fall semester of 2017, I was trying to find people like uh, like Greeno and yourself and other friends of mine outside of school that I was like, go make a vlog. Like, we should all start a vlog. Yeah. And it's not so much that like, oh, we're all going to get big and famous and be like a vlog, a bunch of vloggers and the yeah, yeah. world is going to know us. No, like my intentions with trying to get everyone to run a vlog is like, a, you start to see your life as a little bit more of like, okay, these are the interesting parts of my day. How do I make a story out of it? Yep. B, it helps you to like kind of have something to go back to for, you know, sometimes it's the sometimes I go back. I have a couple of vlogs up on my channel, my personal channel, that are snow days that I had last year, beginning of 2017. <laughs> and we just walked down to Dunks, got stranded, watched people be stupid because they have to still come and get their coffee, even though it's like almost a state of emergency. And never stops us. So I just kind of threw those together, but it's still really fun to go and watch because I'm like, it's a part of something that happened here. It's a part of something that happened in my life. And I loved, I loved putting it together. So there's that. But also I feel like your vlog would be completely different from mine, from yeah. Greeno's, from... Uh, my buddy Toby that's been doing a vlog for a while now. And like, I feel like it'd be really fun to start building that. And then we could also like sit down and talk with each other about like, oh, how do you go about this? How how much footage do you really get? How often is your camera rolling? What yeah, are you yeah. filming on? And then also when we get together and we do like collaborations where I'm like, oh, hey, check out who I ran into today. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you and I bump into each other down at Dunkin Donuts or something and sit down, have a coffee and chat about whatever. That's one of those things that like if we have a, even a small audience on either of our channels, now we're starting to cross pollinate. Exactly. Because now people are like, oh, who's this guy? Who's this guy that he's friends with? Maybe they're an interesting person as well. And but I feel like it build an interesting network. And it'd be nice to build some sort of a video network out in this area because, you know, people think about film and video and like your top places, Vancouver, Canada, Hollywood, <laughs> California, New York, New York, New York specifically, uh, Florida, Georgia. 
and then probably Boston. Boston has its own film thing, but a lot of the stuff that comes out of Boston is more corporate and commercial work. Yeah. Right now, if you're if you're getting in freelance, at least that's what I'm hearing. But I know a lot of stuff is also done in Boston film wise. But it's not something that really if you're anywhere else in the country other than Massachusetts and someone says, where are movies made? Hollywood, California or Vancouver, Canada. (laughs) Television, New York City. Also television, Orlando, Florida. Like Universal Studios is down there. Like, but, you know, we can have a video network wherever we want. It's just a matter of if there are enough people that are inspired and creating it. I've tried looking up Boston vloggers and I've tried looking up uh, Gardner vlogs. And so far, like I'm the only one that I'm finding. So it's a little, yeah. Not even for Boston. Yeah, I know. I found like a couple people that like visited Boston and did a vlog in Boston, but not people that are living in the area. There's like Peter McKinnon vlogs in Toronto, Canada. That's where he's out of. Uh, Casey Neistat, New York City. And so like you get a real feel for Toronto, Canada, for New York City. There's not really anyone doing a big Boston vlog. My buddy Toby (laughs) did one that uh, he took a trip to Boston. He doesn't live in Boston, yeah. but he took a day trip out there and knows Boston pretty well. And I was, I really enjoyed that vlog. Like I enjoy most of the stuff that he does well, because like, we're friends. Boston's a really cool city. So we're, I'm already invested, but also yeah. Boston is an awesome city. And I feel like there's so much potential there, but also like keep in mind, you don't have to live in Boston to start a vlog. Yeah. There's interesting stuff in Gardner. It's just harder to see when you live here because you're, you're so used to it. I have an I have an idea in mind actually. Someone we know that who would who would probably do a good Boston vlog, Jollimore. Oh my God, Jollimore is right. If I I would love to convince him to start a vlog, but I don't know if he would. His his photography is so on point. Yeah, I didn't realize how good a photographer he was until you start following him on Instagram and yeah, because like I for, was... for those of you that want to know, um, I'll I'll see if I can find his uh, Instagram link and I'll pop that in the description below so you can check him out. We went we we went to school with him and. I think his father's a photographer. He must. I would love to have be. him on the show sometime. I think he'd he's, be great. He's so he's the most monotone person on this earth. And I he's need... so good at delivering comedy with a straight <laughs> face. I, I don't even understand. I don't get it. But we all used to joke and we're like, oh, it's my favorite Boston vlogger. <laughs> Our Boston blogger. Because he, he takes f- photographs in Boston. He's out there a lot. Yeah, for at least almost he every seems day. to be out there a lot. And he portrays the city in such a great way that I would love to see a vlog put together by like, him. Like, the way the city of Miami is portrayed, like, of this whole, like, really, like, low, like, really, like, neon bright, like, party vibe, he kind of, like, brings that to Boston, which is, like, it's it's strange to me because he takes most of his photos at night, but he gets so much color. Oh, my God. It's phenomenal. It's really, it's really incredible. He's, he is really Boston, a great To me, Boston's a beautiful city to begin with. Yeah. And he just puts such a, such a spin on it and yeah. portrays it in such a way that it's... It's, it's like cool. the stuff of like, dreams. There's, there's nowhere else to describe it other than his photography is cool. It is very cool. Absolutely. Like, but it's not, I wouldn't per se it's beautiful. It's just, you look at it and you're like, wow, that is a very cool photograph. Yeah. Some of his stuff could end up in the uh, ac- accidental Wes Anderson subreddit. Because <laughs> it's it's so symmetrical and well laid yeah. out and the colors are so well yeah. like there's placed. A, and, oh yeah, well, there's another name for us. We'll have, we'll get on, we'll get him on here one day and then, and then we'll have yeah, to break I'm going to have to reach out to him and be like, hey, are you free? We have a new podcast yeah. we want you to be on. <laughs> um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for our first, uh, our initial pilot episode. Yeah, Brought us to right about, a, right about an hour. That seems good. I've honestly been listening to a lot more podcasts that are around an hour. Yeah, most of mine are around because then. I have I now have travel time traveling out towards the Boston area. So I'm like, if it's not at least an hour, I'm not listening to it until I'm at work because it's it's not going to last my whole ride and I'm not going to fiddle around with my phone yeah. mid car ride. Not when I'm going through the Concord Rotary. Screw that noise. But 
So thank you guys so much for listening. If you've got like questions that you'd like us to to cover or topics that you want to hear about, um, or you if you want to know about us, you can always send me an email, uh, yeahdudegamers at gmail.com and just put the subject line as uh, AV Underground so I know what you're coming from. And yeah, let me know if you like this podcast. If it's something you want to hear more of, I'm going to keep doing it anyway. But yeah, uh, Damn right. <laughs> just for my, for my own sake, you know? We don't need you. Uh, if you want to drop some inspirational hate, go ahead and do that, I guess. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll be pumped. I'll be right. I'll be at the forefront of that. But, I'll, I'll hate on my own podcast. I mean, until next time, hang in there, keep creating. And, you know, like, uh, like Shia LaBeouf said, don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> what, a, what an ending. What an ending. <laughs>